0: Stand with me and turn in turning your Bibles this morning to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. For those of you that are part of our Wednesday night Bible study, the, the Life God Rewards, we only have two more Wednesday nights. Now our Wednesday night auxiliaries will continue, but we've got one more lesson uh, with uh, Bruce Wilkerson and then we're going to do a summary of this whole uh, teaching and input and ideas that you might have. And I just wanted to put that out there for someone that might not be here next week that will show up on Wednesday and say, where are everybody at? So you'll know that that part ends in two weeks. But the Wednesday night service do, uh, auxiliaries do not end for several more weeks. And that will all be on your um, bulletin news as well as on the app there. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, if you're there, say Amen. Now put your thumb there and go to John chapter 3, 2 Thessalonians 2, 7, and John three 19. I'm sorry, I felt like I've done so many commercials today. One other very quick thing. I don't have words to tell you how grateful I am for last week. My kids, <laughs> our kids, if we heard it once, we heard it like seven or eight times. I really like Pastor Appreciation Day, Daddy. That, that's fun. We, how often we do that? I mean, it was all the time. But there's so many pastor's kids who don't like church. And mine love it. I look at Ben and Rachel's kids, and I look at Chris and Sarah's and they love it because of their interaction with you and your care for them. And your generosity to my wife and I and my babies is overwhelming. And I receive it fully. And I just want to thank you for that. It would be unjust for me not to thank you. So thank you again. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 beginning with verse 7. For the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. I believe that's the church. Uh, We are that which holds back iniquity. It can't be the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is never completely taken from the earth. Because if he was, then no one would ever be saved during the tribulation. The Bible speaks of this being taken away. And then the wicked one, the Antichrist, will be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. And that's not the emphasis of the message. That's just giving you preface, okay? Okay. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power, signs, lying, in wonders. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness to them that perish. Here it is. Because they received not the love of the truth. I want you to mark that in your Bible. The love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause. What cause? That they they would not love the truth. They would not accept, recognize, appreciate, and learn to love the truth. For this cause, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth. Well, I just believe the Lord loves everybody, and that they all might be damned who believe not the truth. Well, all of us are God's children. <laughs> they all would be damned who believe not the truth. But instead of believing the truth, here's what he draws a comparison to. They loved not the truth, but they had pleasure in unrighteousness. They chose error instead of truth, darkness instead of light, uh, uh, pleasure instead of purpose with God. But we're bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God from the beginning has chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit, here it is again, and belief of the truth whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions, hold the truth that you've been taught, whether by word or by epistle. And John three nineteen through 21. And this is the condemnation, this is the judgment, that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, which you could also say, without any injustice to the scripture, you can substitute light for truth. And the men loved uh, darkness rather than truth because their deeds were evil. For everyone that does evil hates the light or hates the truth. Neither comes to the light or the truth, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth, see, I told you it means the same thing. He that doeth truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. You may be seated this morning in the presence of the Lord. Might I ask for you to say a quick prayer for me as I pray for myself this morning? Father, I would not dare, knowing what I know, to come before these people and try to do anything in my strength or in my efforts uh, without the anointing of your Holy Spirit. It just is of no help. At best, I am an unprofitable servant, O Lord. You know. I present myself to you as I am, Lord, and I ask you to anoint me this morning that I might communicate truth in such a way that they would see you more clearly, that they would hear your voice, and that they would uh, be drawn closer and have a stronger allegiance to you and you alone. I ask this, Lord, for the uh, glory of your Son, that you would use me this morning for that purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. A lot is said about truth today. Uh, well, you hear it in the on the on the news and in networks about my truth. This is my truth. Well, that's your truth. You know, I'm identifying as this. I'm identifying. Got black people identifying as white people. White people identifying as black people. I'm going to identify as a billionaire. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to identify. It doesn't change anything, but it's, it's like truth is relative. There are no absolutes. And I've done this and I enjoyed it. When I, 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 I hate debate, but I love to answer questions when someone asks about faith and the other. But every now and then you'll get someone arrogant and pompous and mean spirited. And to them, I love to drop this one and they'll say, Well, there is no absolute truth. That's just your truth. There are no absolutes. Are you sure? Yes, so there are no absolutes. That's right. That's an absolute statement. So if there's an exception to your premise, then it's flawed. You said there are no absolutes, and you made an absolute statement. therefore, the premise upon which you stand does not exist. And then the vein comes up on their head, "You know It's like, "My truth, there is no gravity. That's my truth. Ain't none. And all your friends get around you. Tell them again. There's no such thing as gravity. Jump off, catfish, and see. (laughs) There are realities. And you say, well, how do you know? How do you know that your truth is the truth? By faith. I believe that if God, who created everything and had a plan for man to be free moral agents, knowing man would sin, planning the redemption of the man before he was created through the death of Jesus Christ, bringing us into the family of God, not robots, but a free will offering God our life, our our souls, our spirit, our emotions, and to bring glory to him, I believe he can preserve the truth that we would need to live that life. By faith the truth is exclusive it never changes it's revealing It's binding it's non-negotiable it never apologizes it doesn't wax old it never compromises the truth is difficult it's sharper than a two-edged sword it pierces everyone saint and sinner alike through the dividing of bone and marrow and it lays open the thoughts and intents of a man's heart Never compromises. It is difficult. It is shocking. It is absolute and it is unmistakable. It is rare. It is pure. It is powerful and it is precious. And it is important that we not only know the truth and not only that we submit to the truth, but that we love the truth. To love the truth, you've got to hate yourself. But what do you mean? Hear me out. I don't mean beat yourself up in self-deprecation. I don't mean that. I mean the life. Jesus said, if you save your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you will find it. In comparison, God loved uh, Jacob, but he hated Esau, which meant he preferred it so much. He preferred this one so much that it appeared like hate. So what do you mean by hating your life, hating yourself? It means that if the truth keeps from me what I want, if the truth corrects, if the truth humiliates, if the truth governs, if the truth withholds, then I love it so much that my life will diminish by life, I mean temporal flesh. My life will be uh, disappointed and, and unfulfilled so that I might honor the truth. And I want to open up this morning kind of a a summary, and if the Lord will allow the next several weeks, I want to talk about this thing called the truth. And we need to know it. You you can't be biblically illiterate in this last day. You, You can't be. I am illiterate when it comes to plumbing. My buddy Jeremiah, he's got a big van, he opens it up, and there's all kind of round things with a screw that goes in it and tightens and he's got glues that ain't that glue don't go to that pipe he's got all this and I am illiterate not because I am not smart it's because I am not versed in plumbing I am illiterate when it comes to electricity I might be able to take a cover plate off but I'm careful with it baby because if you go to do that little screw and you miss the little screw and hit that other, revelation happens. And I just don't like, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm illiterate. Not because I'm not smart, it's because I'm unlearned. I go to where Tog works, works in the medical center, emergency room. He sees stuff coming and going, just something beeps, beep. I don't know what a beep means. And it's not because I'm not smart. It's because I'm not versed. I'm not learned. And many people come to this church, the only thing you know is what some preacher has told you. You need to know the truth. You need to possess the truth. You need to be well versed in the truth. That's why when the world goes to putting screwdrivers near uh, sockets, we step back and go, whoa, don't do that. What? Who do you think you are? I think I'm the guy that don't want to be shocked. That's what I'm... Uh, truth! And the truth is one thing divided two ways. If you're taking notes, what is truth? It is the person of Jesus Christ and his word. That's it. Well, that's not all the truth. Yes, it is. Well, you just talked about gravity. That's the truth. Well, truth never changes, right? What happens when the rapture happens? What happens to gravity? Well, it's suspended. No, truth can't change. Gravity is a fact. It's not truth. Death is a fact, but it's not the truth. The resurrection will show you this. So we who are spiritual understand the difference between facts and the truth. The truth. Jesus told us, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life and no man cometh to the Father but by me. His words, thy word is truth. And you need to be versed, familiar, comfortable, submitted to, and loving the truth. And you can't love the truth without dying. That's what I meant by hating your life. Willing to let it go. I don't mean despise the life. I mean count it. uh, Well, the Lord tells us, uh, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God. And by the way, that's not a big ask. That's your reasonable service. Kind of steals the drama out of it, doesn't it? I gave all this up for the Lord. He said, it's just reasonable. Not that big a deal. Compared to what he did for you and what awaits you, it's not that big a deal. Okay, number one, God wants us to know and believe the truth. Know Jesus, believe Jesus. Know his word and believe his word. Satan's first attack in the Garden of Eden was the truth. Hath God really said that you can't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? If if, if the devil, and just turn on the television one time, just turn on the internet. Everything is either contradicting or casting doubt on truth. Because the devil knows if you don't know what truth is, you don't have a true north and your compass doesn't work. And if your compass doesn't work and the lights go out, you're in trouble. Hath God really said, well, he said we can't eat of it. She even added to it. She said, and we can't touch it lest we die. She said, oh, no, God. But listen, uh, she saw that it was uh, good for food, pleasure. It would make her wise. Uh, and, and the devil said, oh, God knows that you'll be like him. It's what the world offers. Would you enjoy it? Yes. Will it make you better outside of God? Can't you be better outside of God? Can't you ascend? Can't you be more intellectual? Can't you succeed more? You don't need God, but you'll be like him. You'll be the ruler of your own life. And she bit into that offering, that second guessing of God's nature and God's word. And immediately she knew that she was naked. And they hid themselves. Wherever you exchange truth for a lie, and wherever you intentionally or unintentionally live in error, you pay. God's way is not restrictive, it's protective. You try to tell that to the 17-year-old and the 18-year-old or the 18, 19-year-old that's sleeping around with anyone that's willing. And their physical pleasure tells them that this is just, I can't believe my parents would tell me not to do this. And the reason God teaches us through several scriptures blended together to keep yourself and to preserve yourself for the one person. Because when you're with someone sexually, your soul intertwines with them, and when you, when you leave, you be, for a moment you become one person, not just physically, but there's a blending together. There's, there's, a, there's a, a, a dynamic that's invisible that blends together, so when you're not a part of that person you've slept with, they carry a part of you with them in the natural and in the emotional, the mental, and the spiritual. That's like in the physical, when you sleep with someone, you've slept with everybody they've slept with, That's where disease is passed on. So it is. And God tells us to be with one person because if that person saved themselves and you saved yourself, not only are you kept from physical diseases, not only are you kept from that, you're kept from the emotional scars and the memories that haunt your pastor. I'm forgiven, man. I am forgiven as far as the east is from the west. So far hath he removed my transgressions from me. But I am haunted by stupid choices. Why? You didn't know the truth? No, I love not the truth. And today... The crime of the church today, I'm telling you, I don't care, and I I, I usually don't talk this firm, but I must. The hour is late, the night is far spent, and it just needs to be said. The crime of the church today is not what side uh, of whatever issues we're on. It's that we walk beside Christian brothers and sisters who have turned away from Christ and are living in sin. And we are their friend and we celebrate them and praise the Lord. It was beautiful. Your your homosexual marriage was beautiful. Oh, I just loved being there. Because we care more about how they perceive us. We care more about that than we do their souls. The truth makes you walk in tight places. And it's just not, hey, it's not just homosexuality. Fornication, adultery, covetousness, gluttony, lying, uh, revelings, uh, uh, a love of this world, all of those things. And the truth, when you speak it to a, a, when you turn the light on in dark places, bugs scatter. It's hard enough living the truth for myself, much less sharing it with somebody else Because truth, (laughs) you only want truth when you want it. Any of you ever offered somebody truth that didn't want it? Have any of you ever received truth that you didn't want? Let's back up a little further. I remember all those Christian people. I can't stand them people. They're crazy. What was? Well, their light cuts on. You just walk near them, and that's why. That's why nightclubs. Your clubs, your country clubs, always dark. Because you don't need to see what Clarence really looks like. And you don't want to see what Mildred really looks like. Because the truth would take away from business. Just a thought, just think about it. Just throw it out there for free. All right. Christ is the truth. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Revelation nineteen eleven, and I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness Christ judged and made war. John one seventeen says the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The word of God is truth. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Psalms one nineteen eighty nine. Forever your word is settled, unchanging, you can't add to it, can't take away from it. The law of the Lord is perfect, enlightening the soul. And the Holy Spirit is the agent of truth. John 14, 16 and 17, Jesus said, And I will pray for you that the Father would give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, there it is, whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not and does not know him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. Christ is the truth. The word of God is the revealed truth. And the Holy Spirit is the agent of truth saying, that's right. That's right. And if it points toward, if it is exclusive, and it exalts Jesus Christ and keeps his word, it's truth. And the Holy Spirit will bear witness, that's truth. That's truth. Have you ever been listening to a sermon and you're just with them, you're with them, you're with them, and you go, that didn't sound right. And you might not even know the verse. You should know the verse. But even when you don't know the verse, what is that? That's the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of himself. He will glorify the Christ. He will point to the Christ. And that spirit that you're born again when a new believer doesn't know all the verses, but he knows something ain't right because the truth, the agent, the agent of truth checks him and says, be careful there. Watch out there. And those impressions from the Holy Spirit are always accurate. You may not know the details, but they're always accurate. God wants us not only to know and believe the truth, but to keep it ever before us. Psalms 119.97. Oh, how I love your truth. It is my meditation all the day to memorize it. Psalm 119.11. Thy word have I hid in my heart, O God, that I might not sin against thee. And I, I, not, I don't say this in any form bragging, but uh, occasionally uh, more years ago when I first started preaching, I was a lot younger, and I would have people tell me, they said... Man, I just, when you preach, there's just the word. You'll quote so much word. I'm like, well, that's because I carried three by five cards in my truck for five years. And I would learn verses. The Lord doesn't give you hidden word. The word you have in you is what you hid inside of you. Watch, uh, read, listen to. Absorb uh, instruction, but we're not students. May I, may I just ask, you, and this is because I love you, and the hour's late, and I'm, I'm preaching to myself. Can, can I ask you honestly, are you a student of the Word of God? How many of you have got more than one kid, and one of them is a student and one isn't? What's the difference? Well, it could be intellect, that's part of it, but well, what's the other? One works at it, one is serious about it, one spends time at it. Let's let's say equal. Both of them have the same IQ, same teacher, they're twins, exactly alike, look alike, sound alike, speak alike, think alike. They're exact. And one makes A's and one makes D's. What's the difference? One's a student. If God graded you today, what grade would you have in being a student? Not reads the Bible for inspiration, but studies it for truth. Not just reads it for inspiration, but study. Study to show yourself approved, a workman that rightly divides the word of truth and needeth not to be ashamed. That's not just a call to preachers. It's the last hour, and if we can't articulate it to them, they won't know. And we gotta be able to speak the truth in love, of course. But the emphasis is not love. Love's the vehicle. I can love you and have nothing for you. Have you ever seen, let's just say, someone's starving to death and you're in, you're in your car and you don't have a debit card, you don't have cash, you don't have food. In that moment, of course you can put them in the car and take them somewhere. In that moment, I can't give you what I don't have. Well, we just love them. You know, uh, preach the gospel and if you have to, use words. What kind of foolishness is that? Well, I just love them, and I'm not here to preach doctrine. I just want to tell you that Jesus loves you, and you're amazing, and God cares for you, and they cry, and you cry, and you walk off, and they die in their sins. We need to be able to articulate the gospel, the gospel, the good news, and the good news starts with bad news. The bad news is that we are dead in trespasses and sins. There is no hope. There is no help. We are uh, All of us have gone astray and turned our back on God. There is none righteous. No, not one. And all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. And our sins have separated us from the Lord. We're strangers from the commonwealth of Israel. Strangers from the covenants of promise. Having no hope and without God. And God is angry with the wicked every day. Well, no, God's not. God's not mad with you. God look, Listen. Yes, God loves us where we are. He loves us. But where we are is separated from Him. And the Christian and the unbeliever that lives contrary to the truth... The Bible said, the wrath of God abideth on them. Seems like the modern church has the love part. They think it's right. And by love, they mean, let's don't bring it up. That's my love for you. And love is when you stand in the street and you wave your coat and you say, the bridge is out. no, 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 no. No. In the power of the Holy Spirit with a tear in your eye, considering yourself lest you also be tempted. I'm not better than you. No, 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 no. I can match you. Foolishness for foolishness. But this road is out. It's our responsibility in this last day. We have to know it to give it. You cannot give what you do not have. You got to know what the Lord says about their desperation. You have to know what to say when they're talking about taking their life. You have to know what they say when they're confused. You have to you have to be able to bring the scripture out right there because it's in you and give it to you. And the reason we're not being used is there's nothing to give. Gotta know the truth, students of the truth. And we need to accurately esteem the truth. David said in Psalm 119, I love thy commandments, your truth above gold, even fine gold, oh God. Today, modern preachers tell you to use the truth to get the gold. (laughs) It's foolishness. And because the people are illiterate and this man is quoting scripture that they've never read, they are not aware that it's taken out of context and they are led up a path which is error because it brings not glory to God, but it brings glory to man. It is not God-centered, it is man-centered, and it is a false gospel. But for someone to say, I love thy word better than the wealthiest of things, because if I have your word, I got you. Do you see? If I got you, I got your word. If I got your word, I got you, and your word will keep me. It'll protect me, it'll preserve me. It's a lamp into my feet, a light into my path. I need you to speak to me out of the pages of that Bible and in my heart. I want because Lord, if if I deny the word, I deny you. If I don't know the word, I don't know you. And if I don't love the word, I don't love you. That's I'm sorry. I'll tell you where I'm at back where I started, not in the early year, but around the five, six year mark where I heard a preacher say this one time and I've said it many times since. I said, I would rather hear correction from your mouth than rivers of praise from the lips of men. Correct me, O Lord, according to your word. Give me eyes to see. Take the scales off my eyes. Help me to know truth, to recognize truth, to hide truth, to appreciate truth and to love truth. Do you love... And I'm not looking for an answer. Do you love the truth? Because the truth will mess your life up. Do I look like I've gained weight to you? Yes. Oh, you shouldn't say that. No, I wasn't insulting. They asked me, "Did they look... We practice deluded truth. Why? Fear of what someone would think. I don't mean be mean. do I look like I've gained weight? Yeah, you look like you've gained a house. I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't mean be mean. Did you like dinner? The man is deciding if he's going to throw up or not right there at the table. Yeah, it was wonderful. So what do we do? So that we don't disappoint a person. You might think I'm going overboard. I'm I'm telling you. See, you know what? This wasn't one of my favorites. But I'd rather have this with you beautiful sitting right here beside me than anything else. And you just eat another bite. You can work around it. We have been taught that half-truths make life easier. Just think about it. Kind of halfway honest on my taxes. Kind of halfway honest with my friends. Hey, how are you? Oh, yeah, hmm I'm so, go- so good to hear from you. I wish they'd stop calling. <laughs> Did I catch you at a bad time? One kid's in the floor pitching a fit. The other one is threw up in the bathtub. Kid, oh, no, no, no. I'm close, ain't I? Somebody not... Knock- Who in the round world? Well, yeah. Oh, no. Hey! Or the person that's cleaned for four hours, you're coming over that night at seven. The whole thing—we're all cleaning. Everybody's cleaning from twelve to five. The people come in. Hey, come on in. Pardon the mess. Wouldn't it be so refreshing for one of them a woman to say, "Hey, come on in." And by the way, this is the best this house has looked in six years. Come on in. <laughs> it's the best it's looked since the Korean War. I'm telling you, look. What makes you more uncomfortable, the truth or a lie? And when we are truthful, when our yay is yay and our nay is nay, you learn to love truth. I love it when a friend of mine comes to me and says, you hurt me the other day and I don't want there to be nothing between us. I did, how did I hurt you? And they tell me, I am sorry. Will you forgive me? Yes. And they removed the transgression because you cannot walk together unless you are in truth. I remember when Leanne, it was years ago, she was on the stage. I don't remember if it was teaching or in between the song, but she quoted the verse and it leapt out of her and it got on me and convicted me so much she said, you desire truth in the inner parts. To where I'm not gonna lie to you no more. I'm not gonna lie anymore. I went into staff meeting and I began to share with them, and they thought this was ridiculous, but they didn't understand where it was coming from. I said, We're not lying anymore on the platform. I said, Let me give you an example. So we're doing announcements. We didn't have announcement videos, you know. Well, this coming Sunday we have a potluck, and we're so excited about the potlucks. Stop. You ain't excited. (laughs) They're not excited. You're not excited. Now, if you want to tell them about the potluck supper, wonderful. But we're not lying anymore. And that turn in my life has led to an authenticity that we are drawn to in this house. It is healing. It is pure as much as a person can be that I can be myself with my struggles and my strengths and my victories. No, I just want to live in truth and if someone puts you on the spot and said how'd you like it uh it's not my favorite but oh that's that's horrible no it means that when you tell them the truth on that they know when you tell them you love them that it's the truth when i said i'm never going to turn away from you it's the truth see when jesus said i'll never leave you nor forsake you and it's the truth I know no matter where I go or what I do, he remains faithful. The truth. Do you love the truth? It's hard to wean yourself off of part truths. Now, somebody's going to take this message and go out and be mean to everybody. No, that's not what I'm talking about. You can tell the truth without telling everything. Anyway, let me move on. Man, where is the time? God wants us not only to know the truth. Now, what is truth? Jesus. Period. That's it. That's all that's been revealed to us. Nothing else. Okay. God wants us to submit to the truth. Because it will instruct and guide us. Psalms 25, 5. Ben, if you would come please this morning. Because God's truth will instruct and guide us. Psalms 25, 5. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For thou, O God, art the God of my salvation. How do I know what to do? His word or his voice? If I'm in submission to Jesus Christ, his word tells me the things that are allowed, the things that aren't allowed. His word doesn't tell me where to work. There is no... Thou shalt go to Geico, you know, in Leviticus. There's none of that. But I'm in submission, watch, to the Word. I'm submission to the person. Guide me in thy truth, O Lord. And he looks on the life and says, You are doing what is revealed, so I will show you what is hidden. You are doing what is revealed. Not perfectly. Because none of us qualify, but with a perfect heart. Which means we know how to repent good. And when you do my revealed will, I'll show you that which is hidden. And you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk you in it when you turn to the left and turn to the right. And God will lead you along the best pathways of your life. You thought it was this way, but you're going to take a detour. And it's not going to look right, but trust me. Trust me. Anybody else live in the country beside us? And you're trying to tell somebody to get to your house? And they go, I got GPS. You go, wait, 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 wait. And I know it's a miracle of modern technology. Trust me, okay? Just trust me. Firehouse. You get off at exit 188. You turn left. Baby. Just turn left. Inevitably, <laughs> someone will come thirty minutes, twenty-five minutes late. I, 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 I took three of. I said, "You use GPS?" Mm-hmm. You know what they said? I trusted it more than the one that lives there. <laughs> think I might know how to get there driving it. And I'm being, I, somebody's going to say, I was that person. I don't remember who it was. I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm talking about, I do that. I do the same thing. See, that's the truth. It gets you in hot water. I do that. And then the next time they go, it was just so easy. Yeah. We stop for directions with the world and ask them, and we punch in, the newest truth, the newest thing. And God's spirit will lead you. It'll never contradict his written word. If it ain't in the, in the book, it's in your heart. If it's not in the book, it's in, he's in you. He said the spirit of truth guide you. God wants to submit to the truth because it will protect us. It's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. I had so much to get to, and I'm sorry, it's just... I know I used exaggerated examples, and some of you may major on that part and say, well, I don't agree with that, but let me tell you what we can all agree on. There is a difference between being acquaintances with someone and loving someone. There's a difference between liking food and loving food. There's a difference between allowing something and loving something. Do you allow, like, or okay with the truth? Or do you love the truth of God's Word? Because if you love the truth, it'll cut you right down the middle. It'll lay open your motives, it will lay open false priorities, it'll lay open uh, weaknesses. It cuts, the Bible said, through the the word of God cuts through bone and marrow and splits everything open. Why? So that you'll know what you have. So when that thing is lanced and all the infection gets out, and God puts his hand on it and seals you up, there's no more corruption, there's no more death. You love the light. May I tell you a quick story before we leave? I remember the first time it uh by the way, I love that song, Ben. It's beautiful. I remember we were at Second Baptist, and occasionally, I will confess to you details, because I want you to know I, I don't I want to live honestly before you, and I don't have to repent before you. There's no priests here but. There are times when a pastor, if he says something, it, it gives other people permission to fail and get back up. And, you know, I've been very open and honest for years, years about what I was like before I got saved, especially immorality and sexual perversion and pornography and all the other. And I said it for the first time. I said, you know, uh, God saved me from that and delivered me from it. And I said... there were a couple of times that I've, you know, several times, and this was 15 years ago or better, longer than that. And I said, and I, all I knew to do was repent to God and my wife. And I said, I even gave my wife the password to my computer. You know what embarrassing is, Jeff, or humbling for you to be the pastor of a church and ask your wife, can I have my computer? Would you turn it on for me and her punch in the thing? And I just kind of, laid my soul out there and I said I would rather live that way in the truth and have intimacy openness than for her to believe a lie and there be separation you know what happened to me that Sunday I had someone walk down the aisle now several people thanked me but they said we won't be back to this church because we won't go to a church where a pastor's a pervert Why would I tell you that? Because sometimes the truth costs you relationally, financially, temporally, emotionally, but I was clean. I was clean. Now that don't mean we go spread our sins like mayonnaise to everybody, but to call it to, to, to live in truth To live in truth. You own your sins. You call them by their name. You don't say, uh, you know, a man would say, I'll stick with that vein." You know, I looked at something I shouldn't have. He'd say, you know what? I looked at something on the internet and that was adultery in the eyes of God. And it was a sin against God and my wife. Well, that's the truth. For someone to say, you know, I know I haven't been all I'm supposed to be for you. Instead of saying, you know what? I've neglected you. I've not kept my word to you. The truth. The truth not only cuts, it heals. It heals. This kind of preaching draws some Christian and repels others. But it's my prayer that if Jesus tarries over the next three or four weeks, that we would go from acknowledging the truth past accepting the truth past knowing the truth. And if you can get to the place I want to get there for me, that I can say I love thy truth, O Lord. I love truth, O Lord. It can happen. We talked about meeting God this morning. This is why people love they like church but they don't love God because church, the light is not blinding. Those eyes like flaming fire where the Lord looks and I can't approach him with all this hell and worldliness and stuff I have to I have to walk in truth before I can walk with truth you see I gotta walk in truth before I can walk with truth and I I wanna take the journey with you I want the we talk about the Lord doing something deep every time he touches you something dies something dies and every time something dies, something lives. <laughs> so, Lord, I just present myself and our church to you. How we need you, O oh God. There's just so much interference. There's so much on the airwaves and so much in the voices of the people at work. And everything points away from you and your truth. But I'm asking you, O oh Lord, to pull the scales from our eyes. Touch our hearts, O Lord. Make them tender towards You. Help us to discern Your voice. Help us to walk towards You and with You. Desiring You. and Desiring truth in the inner parts of who we are. That we would not be concerned with the opinions of men. But we would be concerned of Your view of us. May we be at home with truth and light. May we come to the light to see the deeds that are good. And those that are not pleasing you. So we can make it right. You told us Lord. Charismatics didn't start this phrase. You told us. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. God may that be so. May we know Jesus and his words. And may we love him and them. Would you stand with me this morning? Would you do this? Would you mind? Would you bow your uh, heads, close your eyes? And if there's a prayer in your heart, I'm asking you to lift your hands as a sign of surrender and just loud enough for you to hear yourself. I want you to talk to the Lord. If there's a prayer in your heart, tell him. Whether it's I'm this far away from you, or I don't know what to say. Just call upon the Lord this morning. People in this room that you're dropping the hand of other people now. I can't walk with them and walk in truth. I can't watch this and walk in truth. I can't listen to this and walk in truth. I I I got I gotta make some changes so that I can be near Jesus. This is not legalism, it's life. Church family. As we get ready to dismiss, I want to tell you one other thing. And I didn't hold it. It probably would have fit better earlier. But I, I just humbly offer it to you. A few nights ago, I believe it was Monday. might have been Tuesday. I had a spiritual dream that was so short and it was so clear that it shot me awake. I can't say it was the Lord's audible voice but I heard a voice in my sleep that says and they love not the truth and this is my effort I don't know where it's all going but I'm just going to stir stuff till it lines up so we can get there and my first thought was me God said don't and this is what I felt in my heart it wasn't audible don't be near those don't be in the group don't side with don't appreciate though don't don't yoke with those that love not the truth because if you don't love the truth you don't love me so with that word in our heart even though it's corrective don't you feel love this morning don't you feel loved by the lord would you honor him this morning on your way out thank you lord thank you lord thank you god don't forget tonight, corporate prayer at five, and then those of taking part in our uh, deeper life Bible studies at six, Ephesians chapter four. Thank you, God bless.